Hi, you're listening to Bachu Short Talk. My name is Bhaskar Sundram, and I will be hosting this short version of our podcast episode, crafted around its key ideas. Every episode, I will help you discover the most essential nuggets and pull out the most useful, interesting, and helpful ideas into a pack. Today's key idea is UK procurement one month into Brexit. I will be running you through 20 to 30 minute overview of what's been happening post Brexit or what happened in the past 15 months that we need to be made aware of so that we could plan our public procurement tenders accordingly. So before I get into who am I and what's Bachu, I'm Chief Exec of Bachu. We are trusted advisors to many of the leading government suppliers, and we specialize in all forms of government procurement and all forms of uh, business winning in particular. So small team, uh, but we were deeper both within the public sector and with the strategic suppliers. With that note, Spachu is also an ecosystem. So you might be knowing us in different forms uh, because we have a small tech version. And part of about you together, we run three podcasts. You might have heard one of our podcasts, or uh, you could be a member of the largest business winning community in the world, Bachu Scribble, which also holds 250 hours of learning content. Or you could be a member or our uh, consulting partner or a client for Bachu Rain, which is our research portal specializing in facilities management sector. Whoever you are, even if you're new or old, I just welcome you to this snapshot of the public sector overview post-Brexit. So let me begin. So what happened here is something interesting. This talk, I'm gonna cover the GPA, what happened in Find a Tender, and also the green paper. I'm native lawyer, even though I have my GTL and I'm also chartered accountant. I've been in the public sector either bidding or advising clients for over 15 years. So don't take any legal advice from me because I'm not going to give you any legal advice. But what I thought I'll give you is there's a lot of talk of things happening, things changing, things staying the same, but let's just go through what they are. Either way, you know, we are out of uh, Europe. So what that means is we are going to enter or become part of the GPA. It currently has 20 members and UK will be number 21. And what, what we need to be aware of GPA is um, it's not, it's just a lighter coverage of uh, the services and, uh, and it also helps us to also simplify or to have something basic to start with and we can build the foundations from there. So there are more scope to use negotiated procedures. As you know, in UK, we have multiple forms of procedures and uh, there is also uh, not much detailed rules as it mentions on procurements of contracts or modification to procurements of contracts. Either way, it's plurilateral, as it says, uh, non-obligatory world trading organization agreement, which helps us to go with that. But the only caveat there is uh, it also enables the other members, the 20 other members, to also uh, be part of the UK public procurement. In principle, this is GPA. I'm sure there are a lot more legal related information on GBA, but what do we need to go for? We are going to be, the important point here is we are going to be part of GPA. A GPA gives us a framework to work with, and it has the basic structure of the procedures. It also gives us some remedies, 
but everything else will be built on that, which is what UK government has already done with the launch of the Green Paper. Because this is by far the most important move that our civil servants and our procurement leaders have done in the past 15 months. The Green Paper, as it says, set to speed and simplify the current European Union driven public procurement processes. So the important point here is, as you might be aware, the value for money agenda is now big, uh, which it continues to be big, and also bringing in the small businesses and the voluntary sectors inside the public sector spend. One pound allocated to SMEs out of every three pounds, there is even a bigger push to make further one pound to be allocated for voluntary community social enterprises, which makes it two thirds of the close to 300 plus billion spend should be allocated to SMEs and VCSEs. That's the overall framework or the thought process UK government has uh, while structuring this. And the principles have been given beautifully in the green paper. Uh, there's links provided. We have a summary version of green paper, but let me run through some of the elements of green paper. The core principles listed in the green paper follows under these seven principles. Number one, value for money. Number two, the public good. Number three, transparency, integrity, efficiency, fat treatment of suppliers and non-discrimination. Are, these are the building blocks, the core principles with which the framework will be constructed. And we have to yet to see how the whole principles will be actually coming out as legislations for us to follow. But the most important point here is there'll be a new unit that will oversee the public procurement with powers to review, and if necessary, intervene and to improve the commercial capability of contracting authorities. I know, and most probably you know, uh, who will be running this new uh, overseeing of public procurement, but let's just leave it to the cabinet office and let's just leave it to the UK government to officially announce who this agency is going to be. So as we, as we talked about, there are seven core principles, but moving on, as you mentioned, the most important issue that was raised with the EU-driven or the OJU-driven public procurement was it's cumbersome, it's complex. So uh, at very simple, as you see, it needs to simplify and it needs to provide more access to the wider supply chains. What the UK government has done, they simply have slashed 350 plus regulations governing public procurement and integrating these current legislations into single uniform framework. We'll cover some of the three uh, new procurement routes uh, they are simplified into three new procurement rules. Number one is an open procedure. Then the next one is a new competitive flexible procedure. And the third one is a limited procedure. Either way, you might know today we have multiple forms of procedures and every single procedure has its different forms, negotiated procedure, competitive dialogues, you know, closed procedures, open procedures, open procedures. Of with certain criteria, etc. But in the future or in or in the coming months, we are going to see only three procurement groups. And even the three procurement groups, it's actually going to be only two. Because a limited procedure is only at times of crisis to justify what is going to happen. Say today we are in COVID crisis. Uh, you know, so most of the principles that are going direct awards, as we currently see, will fall under this category. But outside that, there is only going to be two, which is going to be open procedure where customers can simply buy off the shelf products. You have the dynamic purchasing system, click and buy products. You know, unfortunately, there are some services which are being part of dynamic 
procurement service DPS. As you clearly see, there is a new DPS plus um, dynamic purchasing system that's been created part or a plan to create DPS plus, which means you will have more commoditized products and services being part of that where buyers can do off the shelf. If you're a smaller provider like G Cloud or if you're any kind of a smaller provider, then uh, you know it's much easier for you to enter to be part of the buyer because you might not need to go through tender process but that's the open procedure we just need to wait and see how this is going to come to the next one is the new competitive flexible procedure as the word says is competitive flexible procedures what that means is it gives the buyers the freedom to negotiate and innovate to get the best from the private charity and social enterprise sector this is where it gets interesting where you would find in the next slide that the most economically advantageous tender that e-word is being removed and now we only have mat that gives the buyers to procure better services not just to focus only on price but we have to yet to see as you clearly see there are three procedures going forwards not yet complex commoditized one with open procedure a strict one lower limited procedures for emergency situations and then you have one procedure which is new competitive flexible procedures the buyers can pick and choose how they can do this. And in addition to that, frameworks will continue to exist and the frameworks will be two forms. One is going to be open and the other one is going to be closed. So you'll see Crown Commercial Services frameworks or being the core part of that. So you'll be seeing those frameworks coming through this one. And DPS is also part of Crown Commercial Services. And you can see how that would be connected to the open procedures and so on. So that's the high level one. Um, suppose there, there used to be light touch regime. <laughs> if you are a procurement lawyer or a solicitor, you might know a lot more about this. But if you are a bidder or if you're part of an SAB, you don't need to worry about it. That's been removed now. So that's about it. And most important thing is NHS healthcare services is currently out of scope, part of green paper. That's important to note the COVID crisis and lots of stuff is happening um, plus and minus positive stories and some negative stories coming out but for now NHS services healthcare services has been out of the scope what happens here there's a standardized selection stages so people need to go through so there is no ifs or buts everybody will go through this as I mentioned um, you will also have this important one this is by far the most important one which is um, you'll move away from the MEAT into MAT, which is most advantageous tender. That's what the industry was crying for a very long time. It's raised to the bottom. That's the reason I won't be bidding for in the public sector. Uh, you know, after 10 years um, from the austerity era, now there is a positive spin or it flips the 90 degrees on the other way side and let's see how far this is gonna go. And as you also touched, there will also be a single digital platform for supplier registration. What that means is, this is going to be a super, super, super important. So you don't need to register every single time to tender for public sector. Hey, tell us about your company, your financial statements, your dance number, et cetera, et cetera. That supplier questionnaire, it's yes, runs in part of cabinet office, most probably where you just do it once and you can apply that to ever, you know, that single digital platform for supplier registration means that you can just focus on answering the um, core responses rather than to keep filling this sort of thing. So what it means, the PQQ stages of the projects might become redundant soon. So that's always the case. So if you do a readiness check 
on this questionnaire. If you have this done, it, it kind of pre-qualifies into under, but depends on the, um, the buyer, but most probably the PQQ stage where, you know, are you, are you part of this, you know, answer where have you demonstrated, et cetera, reference contracts might be slightly different per contract, but the basic core questions might more or less going to be solved by this. I don't want to go into every single line and detail about this. We have written uh, an article around it. It's on the same day, 15th of December. You could read it through over there. And on addition to that, you know, you could also I suggest part of an article. You'll also get a detailed uh, link to the green paper itself. But is this the only changes that's been done? No, <laughs> there is also few things that you might need to go. Social value as a principle existed in the local government for the past three years or so. Um, and uh, many local councils were benefiting it and scoring for social count, social value goes from 10% all the way to 25%. Central government has got out of it slightly late, but it's still done. From the 1st of January, the social value model is applied. And you could find lots of interesting uh, value models that the government published, how to use it, how to evaluate it. It's available for whole central government contracts or something you might need to be aware of. But the most important point here is a minimum value of 10% is now being allocated for all the procurement and central government in addition to this. You know, let's not talk about green paper, Brexit and other things. This also will improve the chances of many local suppliers and also many corporate clients who are looking into that. But the caveat, biggest caveat with the social value thing, as you might know, is your corporate social sustainability where you do lots of stuff, maybe low carbon, sustainable buildings, you know, um, diversity policies, doing all the LGBT, um, you know, all the great stuff that you do part of the corporate thing will not be eligible for any of these goals. So you have to do it as a good Samaritan, as a good business, as a values driven business. But this social value is marked by tender which means you need to demonstrate social value by tender, not you cannot showcase what you do overall for your business. You know, we are, uh, as a small business, even we are uh, aligning ourselves to the United Nations Sustainable Goals. We have four goals that we believe in and we have programs around it, but it doesn't mean now uh, when it comes to scoring of the social value for the particular bid that we are submitting, um, it will not be valid. So that's something which I want to raise, which most people might fall on the flip, but it's a values-driven business, continue to do it. But as a social value model, you need to plan it around for 10% to 25%. It's been there for a very long time, but from 1st of January, this also came live. The other important point, uh, which, is, uh, which is also we need to be aware of, is this threshold you know not all public procurements will be coming out in the tender right we'll come back to the actual journals of address will be published but you also need to understand the current threshold the ppn uh, the procurement notices out there um, tells us for the supplier of services up to 122,976 and for the works it's four million um, you know those are the current thresholds that set down by the government, which means those are the threshold um, below which um, uh, the buyers can decide whether they want to go with, uh, uh, they can procure services by location, or they could carve that as, you know what, this is not going to go to strategic suppliers or bigger players. I'm reserving this procurement for SMEs and VCSEs. 
So today um, you have this reservation that uh, you know you, you cannot say this is uh, this is illegal, um, this is not fair, etc. The buyers today can, for part of first of January, the threshold with which they can choose um, to uh, the buyers again have their own um, criteria about what threshold they could use. But this is what it's currently done for central government. So the central government bodies can use this threshold as a basis. But if you are not part of the central government or if you're still part of central government, you can still set out your threshold by which you can allocate. As long as it's fair process, you could allocate, hey, you know what? I am, um, say we are based in Croydon, for example, this spend is going to be allocated to all the Croydon suppliers only, or this spend is going to be allocated only for SMEs who have threshold below 50 million or 10 million. 50 million is even a bigger number, 5 million, 10 million, 25 million, whatever the number, or 1 million. So you can come up with this. And that's now is also possible. There is a lot more information available in the link. If you click there, you can find how that one third spend of SMEs, which was the government view previously, that okay, we need allocated spend, but how are we going to allocate the spend? Most of the spend has been allocated to tech companies, right? Um, and then it's not services. Uh, services never managed to crack that one million, and also for charitable organisations, mainly for the welfare schemes and stuff that they were part of. So healthcare, welfare, social care, and tech companies, that's how um, that one million spent or the one, uh, one pound out of three spent was kind of allocated to, but now there are mechanisms to have local procurements and also mechanisms to allocate just to SME. So going forward, you will see more and more companies can look forward. And if you are an SME, please do keep an eye on the standard. Don't shy away that, oh my God, and there'll be a lot of competition. Yes, that could be, but it could be just part of your local arena. So we talked about the principles of the green paper. We talked about high-level GPA, and we also talked about, hey, in addition to that, social values now real, totally real, and also the local uh, supply chain or buy local is also becoming super real. So there's a new beginning and there's a new way of working, and that obviously comes with a new portal. So the Find Tender portal is now live as of 1st of January. My simple suggestion is don't be too bogged down. The, the OJU will still exist uh, to a certain extent where any projects that's been there, the XML that find the tender uses still um, has uh, OJU under as an XML, but to be on the safer side, please, please, please do find the tender, look for find the tender, look for contracts finder, and also look at OJUs directly. Um, I'm not a big fan of paid trackers, so if you are using one of the paid trackers, ensure that you are paid tracker uh, so provider or the notification service provider covers uh, find a tracker, covers uh, all other portals as well so that you are absolutely sure you're not missing anything. Just to be on the safer side, whoever you are, small, big, large scale provider, ensure that you also sign up to find a service directly and you can also sign up to contracts finder directly and if possible, also sign up to TED directly, right? Just to be on the safer side because information could be published in all three ways. And as you know, these are early stages and people are going for that. In addition to that, uh, what are the other uh, other key uh, parts that you might need to tender? As you know, find a tender it covers England. So you might need to look at the public contract Scotland, sell to Wales and also Northern Ireland portal. So those are the five uh, links that you have the links are there.
please do register yourself with those five links to ensure that you receive it. But if you are using any paid service, ensure that your uh, paid service doing uh, is tracking these opportunities. Because buyers are actually learning to have uh, their own procurement listed in the right places, like find a tender and other things. And providers and the trackers are also finding it learning to get into this new way. Either way, you all will be in this learning curve. So the important point here is find a tender, contracts finder, plus if you are also looking for opportunities in Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales, please do use these channels and get yourself in place. Day one changes, we, we already touched, you know what, in most cases, the principles remains unchanged, uh, but the green paper is going to be forming the basis and uh, OJU will now be gradually replaced into find the tender and we have to see uh, what journey that's going to go for. So this is my high level summary, my high level summary for what it's still early days, it's still early days. The point to mention here is the, the UK principles will be part of GPA. It covers from there, but it will be slightly more and it will extend to implement what's written in the green paper. We will get a sense of direction. We have a basis and we are going to use that basis with the green paper. You have a sense of direction and you want to build it from there. That's the core principle I want to land. So please do familiarize yourself with principles of green paper. It's there in our link. You can uh, have a look, familiarize yourself. And the second one is the, the procedures is going to be reduced. We already saw that there's only three procedures, the open, limited, and uh, we have the negotiated one. So, uh, and the third one is, you know, the brilliant or the most important one um, industry will be relieved to hear is the meat is being replaced to mat. So we have to see in tenders how this is going to come out with. And I also touched about social value, 10% uh, central government is caught up with the local government now. And also the uh, procurements are below threshold that they could use to procure by location or by SMEs and VCSEs. So those are the high level principles I thought I'll cover. So there is also a session that we have with Martin Trainer, the Crown Rep from Cabinet Office. And also we also have Stephen Tockley, the Senior Policy Advisor at Cabinet Office joining us. So we could ask specific questions about now we know the what, what is so what? Uh, and uh, you know, so what, so, you know, how am I going to do anything? If you have any questions and why, why are we doing this? Because the consultation for the green paper still continues. This is the time for you to understand the principles, uh, regardless whether you're a solicitor or an SME or a strategic supplier, regardless of who you are and ensure that your inputs are given in. We are in a new beginning. Government can only do what they can do. Um, they are engaging with as many suppliers as possible. And we have a session about uh, that. Um, and then you can also join to benefit out of it. The most important point is regardless, please do send your responses to procurement.reform at cabinetoffice.gov.uk and then it's 10th of March. But you know what? I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, I have no idea. And I just want to get some help. Regardless of whether you procure for public services already or if you don't know public services, please do note down this number. Crown Commercial Services Help Desk should be your first point of contact to talk through about any questions related to public procurement. There is email there, there is a phone number there, and they will be of help as soon as they can to give you an insight about what's happening so that you can prepare yourself. So there is enough help, provided we ask for help. Uh, that's the message that I want to land. 
So that's it from me. Thank you for joining uh, UK Procurement, an overview of the principles. And uh, we'll discuss more about this with Martin Train and Stephen Topley. And that won't be the last session. That's the beginning of uh, multiple sessions that we'll be having with our government. So with that note, stay healthy, stay happy, stay sane. And I'll speak to you very soon. Signing off, Pastor Sindhu. Take good care. Bye-bye.